Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 69. Happy New Year, everybody. Also not 69. 68. Yep. Crap, I even wrote it on the board because I thought it was 69. Oh, you did write 69. I did not even see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. 68. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2022, where it is the same shit, but we call it a different year. <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, definitely an interesting first few days of 2022 here in yeah. on yeah. on Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. We're not here to talk about that too much, but... No. Case, how are you doing? I'm good. We had a, such a fun New Year's, did we not? Like, we really, we really had some fun here. Safe, safe fun. Safe fun, yes. We, and I put that on my Instagram too, just in case. Because we were allowed 10 people in our house. That is exactly the number we had. Well, we have five that already live in our house. So then... Hmm? I think it was only nine. No. Oh, no. Ten. There was a 10. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, you had two friends. Mike had three friends. And it was just a good buzz. It was a lot of shots, though. Yeah, you really turned back the clock on that one. Wow. I'm going to tell you that took me about two days at least to recover. Like where I felt like, okay, I feel normal again. I'm going to say day one was like that we ordered an A&W. We just kind of lounged around, whatever. Day two, I was like a little more functioning. Um, yeah, it took me a while. That was, But it was so worth it because we haven't had fun like that in a long time, right? Like where it was just like everyone was just in a good buzz. Like it was just a good buzz. It was all it was all about celebrating. It was, which and is good. Burning away last year and trying Coming to this year. Yeah, I'm trying to start this near new year right, but uh, yeah. I mean, at least we're here. Yeah. We had a nice two week break. One. Second second week of the break. Um, how are you, Jack? Um, it's yeah. I had hockey that got canceled. canceled. Yeah. Now it's canceled for the next three weeks at least yeah 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 at least you did play hockey for I, I did yeah for a few months yeah yeah that was fun and I, I have a team to go back to when when we do yeah come back we know it's tough though it's tough to it does, I don't want this to be too much of a downer but like it's just it's kind of hard to be positive right well, now Well, and I don't think it's being a downer it's about being a realist and it's about like if we were sitting here being like oh my god everything's so great that's lying and we're not liars. We have to be honest, but we can, once we kind of get this part over, we'll, we have lots of fun things. We have one of my, f like, I can't believe we're doing the, what we're doing today. Today, we're going to do. It's crazy, you guys. Our two top 100 movie challenge movies, Snatch and Rocky. Yeah. Boxing, but it's boxing week. It is. I didn't even Theme. Didn't think of that. And. <gasps> This is this is a big one. It's a big one, guys. I think we announced it on an earlier episode, but today we are going through our top ten favorite mm -hmm. movies of all time. Which is a funny thing to say because I threw this out to a f couple of friends, and it was like, "But what do you consider favorite?" Because there are so many. Like, is this a favorite movie like Easy A that you just like throw on because it's just like a fun movie, or is this a movie that you know it, you had some visceral reaction, or it's like, or maybe the theater experience was really like. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to like has has that movie stood up to the test of time if it was an older movie. And anyways, there's so many variables which can make my head hurt, and it was really hard. But it was a fun challenge because. There's not much else going on, so it was kind of a fun like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, especially once you you boiled it down to for me, it, it was get get to ten movies first, like just think of ten movies, and then I had I have an honorable mentions list, and then then it, to me the fun part was meticulating or meticulating. Sure, I don't you think can say whatever you want, Jack. It was the okay. Is this one because this is the going to be the difference between our yeah, list? Yeah. I ranked mine. Yeah, and I did not. Because to me, it made it easier. Because if I just had 10, to me, I could just go, okay, it's these 10. But I really had to think, is this one really better than this one? Right, and I couldn't do that with my 10. So mine's just willy-nilly. So when he says, this is my number 10, and I then say a movie, that's not necessarily my number 10. Mm -hmm. But like you don't, even out of that list, you can't, you don't even have like a, this is my favorite movie. 
Of all time? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's asking a lot. I think that's asking a lot. Because it just depends. I don't know. You get different things from different movies. And yeah. to me, it, I feel like I didn't struggle with this because it's, this is my list and I I have the final say. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I bounced, there was a couple movies that I bounced between keeping. There was like the, because even like the 10, 11, 12, like that was, they were all pretty close. Yeah, I would say when I was trying to fill my last spot, although it wasn't my 10th movie, that was the hardest one to me because it was like, I think I had four movies I wanted in that 10th spot. So I was like, ugh. And then I just, that was the hardest part to me. Like I had, maybe my top five was easy, like, or whatever. Like five movies were in no matter what. And I was felt good about it. But yeah, it was those, it's those others that you're just like, I kind of want that in, but yeah. I think you're going to be surprised because we also, the added wrinkle of this yes. is, is we did guess what we thought the other person would have. But we're not going to do it to the end because we don't want to go like Jack says something and I say, which would uh, which is what I would do is I'd be like, I knew you are going to say that. So we're not going to do that. He's going to say his whole list and then I'm going to say what I have written down for him and he will do vice versa for me too. Do you also have your honor- honorable mentions yeah. written? Yeah. So, so we can also roll through those because it's also some great movies that... We just couldn't get on our list. I know. I know. But that's okay. That's okay. Anyways. Let's start with our top 100 movie challenge. Okay. Start with Rocky. Yes. 1976, directed by John G. Avildsen. Avildsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the story of Rocky, Rocky Balboa, who's f- forced to fight the world heavyweight champion Apollo Creed after his opponent is injured in training. Right. Yeah, it's funny because we were watching this yesterday. Well, Meg came like ha- down halfway when I was watching it. And it is a lot slower of a movie than I remember it. But I feel like it's such an important part because you're setting up a lot for what happens in in more movies or whatever, right? And like, because there's like eight of them now, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many of them. There now. is. There's an eighth one coming out this year. Yeah. Creed 3. Yeah. So there's a lot of movies. So I think it was a very important movie, but it is a bit slower. Like he doesn't start training to like an hour into the movie. You know, we're just kind of getting to know him and him and Adrian and like whatever. And then once he starts taking it seriously, like that, oh, I'm actually going to have to like fight. I better get in shape. I love when he goes running with his Converse and his gray tracksuit with Converse. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just thinking about his poor poor ankles. Right? Like I love my Converse. Don't get me wrong. Love them. Never go running in them. I would never run in them. Never. You should always have supportive shoes when you run. Okay. (laughs) Experienced runner over there. (laughs) No. So, yeah, that was crazy. But it was. It was a good movie. It's a good movie. It's just, yeah, it was just slower than I remember. Like when you think of all the other movies, they have like, well, they did have the movie montage, which, you know, is like my favorite, right? The, when they the, have the training, workout, the training, training montage. montage, like I love it, you know, running up the stairs and all that, like, you know, yeah. What do you got? Um, definitely the coolest fun fact, the internet research is that he wrote this movie in three and a half days. It's crazy. And this was, he's down on his luck and is, I don't know. I didn't find the story if he like actually sold his dog or not. No, he didn't. I I, I, I saw it too. And it said he was going to sell his, is what it was worded. And that he had the star in it. Well, because I guess he had like a hundred bucks in the bank and then they were going to give him 300 and something for the script. Which back then, like, I mean, you're talking, I mean, that's a lot of money now, but 1970, that was a lot of money. So, um, or whatever year it was, but I guess he said like, yeah, but I have to star in it or whatever. So good for him. Yeah. If you, you, if you're that committed and you're, and you believe in your project that much that you say, I can't let anyone else get famous off of my work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he's set up like however, right? These eight other movies, nine, whatever. Like he's, he set this all this tone up by him being like, "No, this is my movie." And I mean, you can't like, could you imagine anyone else being Rocky? Like he's just Rocky. That's how we just know him. I think especially because he was, uh, I don't want to say no name, like to sound mean, but like the fact that he wasn't this big huge celebrity before the movie. 
it it adds to it. He's the he's the underdog. He's the hero of the story, Which and it's he is in the movie, right? So right, so it's totally true. Like he was like, I'm the underdog of this of the film world or whatever, and I'm gonna make my own thing happen. Then if no one will hire me, I, I it did make me think because a lot of people would say Raging Bull is the best boxing movie mm-hmm. ever. I think individually Raging Bull is the better movie, but as a franchise, it kind of it's kind of hard to compare a movie that can spawn sequels when like raging bull was about a real person what's the rocky movie when he's in the winter time was that four yeah four okay. is my favorite that that's was the christmas one with dolph lundgren that's the first one i saw ever yeah <laughs> so then i had to like go back kind of see them all you can get the cole's notes though it's pretty easy like, i mean it's kind of like hey. i was gonna say it's not like it's a ridiculously confusing plot to keep up with it's no adrian <laughs> Adrian. at the end when he's just like after the fight or whatever and he's just standing there and they're trying to like interview him and he's all like bloody and sweaty Adrian, i don't care get away from me yeah i just want adrian I, their love is pretty special oh see i was gonna say that i wasn't that interested oh yeah maybe just not in this one then eventually like one of them she like falls into a coma why doesn't she die uh eventually mm. like well, but, we're all gonna die but like by like creed i know she's dead i don't know if before dead. it's probably before that mm-hmm. there was two other ones the one with the guy from this is us that i never know how to say his name mm. milo exactly yes um i i i sometimes like to plan out some time of like where where we're gonna go with certain segments so i'm just gonna give you the floor i know you probably want to talk about punching some meat oh god yeah mm. Even like a part like, like you came down and you were like, mm, this must be your favorite part. There's a lot of meat. Just a lot of hanging meat in this freezer. It's and really gross. And then he just starts punching it. Yeah. yeah. And then Polly's like, oh, you're breaking its ribs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might have been zipping through that as I, soon as I saw the even, and it was, meat. Then he would like take his hands away and they're all red, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but bloody. Yes. Thank you. Punching the gross. meat. Dead animal hanging from so bad. Are you sure that's not how you would react if you saw that? Just start pun- I guess you'd probably want to punch the person. Yes, I would. <laughs> um, I didn't know. I forgot that whole, like, s- I guess maybe not subplot, but, like, early plot of him being, like, a collector. For- oh, me too. And I was just kind of like, oh, I guess that's kind I of a good. Because usually it's, like, some normal, like, office job. Like, that's even, like, Michael B. Jordan and Creed. Like, he just, like, works in an office and goes and boxes on the side. This is a job that makes sense that you're a boxer yeah so that's why i found like it was it was slow to get going into like he's going to be fighting apollo creed because it was just like we saw him as the deck collector and we saw him you know little workout at the gym and mostly it was just like him falling in love with adrian like there wasn't a lot of right it was just more of a story of him but the deck collector i totally had forgotten about that he just beat people up and intimidated people yeah Got that guy to take off his jacket. jacket? He probably yeah. didn't want it. No. Here, I'll give you my jacket. It's like, okay, thanks. Uh, the fighting itself, I found in age well. Like, it's kind of it's kind of obvious no. how the misses are very obvious. Which is funny that you say that because in Snatch, I find the boxing incredible. It was really good. Like, so when you were comparing now to boxing movies that we didn't even realize or whatever boxing is in it. Like the snatch boxing is like, it's so cool the way they do it. Like mm-hmm. when he gets punched that one time and he's like levitating basically in the air, like, or the way his whole face like moves and it's, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it didn't age well, the, especially when you see, right? That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. The fighting isn't great, but the like makeup and reaction to the fighting is good. Like in that final fight, both of their eyes are like swollen, swollen shut yeah. and they get to that last round and it's kind of funny how like before they're both pretty active and running around but it seemed like they actually just like made them fight for 15 rounds because they got to that final round and they're both like walking around neither of them can see each other not a big boxing fair enough it's not really the best to just like watch people beat each other up and and then you have to say go to the body and you're just like hitting someone in their ribs yeah it's just not my favorite i don't know i know there's like an art form to it and people like it so it's just not it's not for me I discovered in this movie why they call it a southpaw. Oh, okay. Being left-handed. Oh. 
it was they were talking he was talking about some old boxer and he his hand would point to new jersey from wherever they were and that was to the south so they ah. called him southpaw which rocky's a southpaw he is a southpaw that's cool good lefties lefties Ooh. um the ice ring scene where ice, where he wants adrian's to... skating and he is just running talking just running just, on the ice and just talking the whole time yeah and she, I think she says three words. This is very a 1970s movie because it's about him. And then yeah. like she's just kind of there. I know, right? And it's, There's a woman there. She does exist. She's there. But we're not, we're not going to let her talk or anything, right? She's just... But she is, she's so sweet. Like she's so quiet and whatever, right? Not a, Even their kissing, the first kissing scene, it was so awkward. Like I was like, oh my God. It's the first one when she's like about to walk out of the apartment. Yeah. And then he just kind of like traps her. <laughs> yes. Again, that made me think very like, yeah, okay, this is 1970s and this is okay, I guess. Well, even she was just getting into the apartment. She was like, no, I'm good. I'm going whatever. And he's like, you got to come in, man. Come in. Like whatever. And she's like, no, I'm going to go home. And he just like finally is just like convinces her. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. Times have changed. Um, the the like ego of apollo creed it's it's funny to see that it's not really that much different between this one and the fourth one right like he comes he's like getting carried into the ring mm-hmm. and then he goes from a george washington outfit to an uncle sam outfit yeah. i kind of liked that part of it although it kind of seemed more like professional wrestling to be like pointing around like i want you, you i want you. you and in terms of the actual fight like it's cool because if you left it at this one-off movie you could kind of be satisfied. You don't yeah. necessarily need yep. more, but the fact that they did more and developed these characters makes this movie now better. Yes, I agree. One hundred percent. Do you agree with the decision split decision? I don't know if you were, were you not scoring the fight? Oh, no, no, you didn't know. I had no idea. What was you didn't have on. it. Eight, seven, no. eight, seven, Rocky. No, I no. You weren't expecting like a knockout or anything. I don't know what I was expecting, but they never do that. I feel in like boxing it happened movies. really fast. Like Meg was like, wow, they wanted to wrap this movie up. Like, right? They did not save enough time for that final fight because it's like, all right, we'll show you round two, round three. Done. All right, it's round 13. <laughs> yeah. There's been 10 rounds in between this and it's like, okay. And then it's just over. Like, it's a really fun, like, it's just a funny way to do it. Like, it's just like all of a sudden it's like this build up for this big fight and then they do it in like five minutes at the end or whatever it is, 10 minutes at the end of the movie. It's definitely like, not much. Yeah, it's like that was the whole point of the movie is this fight. <laughs> Meg was like, wow, they wanted to wrap that up. Right? Like it just felt so rushed. And if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have known who won. Like no. it, it's very chaotic and it's just him yelling, Adrian. Right. Adrian. And, and it's she's like, like, Rocky, Rocky. That's really good. Mm. I think there was when I was looking it up, there was some, I think Susan Sarandon might have been in that Talia Shire spot. Like oh, at one yeah. point or they wanted her to be. Oh, okay. Sure, I could see that. I like this girl, though, because she had I liked her, like the look of her because she kind of had a I don't even mean, but like a plain Jane look. Right. I don't know. There's something about her look, I think, suited Rocky better than Susan Sarandon or something, especially because it's like an underdog type of story. Like yeah. if you had Susan Sarandon there, like especially I guess with then would she have been like that well known? I think so. I don't know when Rocky Horror Picture Show stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Probably around that same time. Yeah. I think she would have been pretty well known, more than the other girl. Yeah, I don't, still don't know her from anything besides Rocky. Me too. And she's in a coma for a lot of one of them. Right. Um, I think that's. Oh yeah. Also, like I know they do this in four too. They fight on Christmas Day. This fight is on New Year's Day. Right. Happy New Year. They all punch each other in the face. Yeah. It's a weird. It's Why a not? weird time to do it. Yeah, it should be New Year's Eve. The bicentennial. Mm. That's why. That's why they did it, and they were gonna. I I love though, like, it's kind of like modern boxing now, where it's just like, all right, this guy that's undefeated can't fight. All right, just pick someone off the street. Right. <laughs> and of course, they pick the one person that is actually going to take it seriously and yeah, fight exactly. well. Yeah, but it, sure. it's just the yeah, you know, he's a world heavyweight champion of the world. You know, we could find someone else, another contender. Nah, nah just, just that guy right there. Yeah, just him. <laughs> I want to fight him. <laughs> That's true. Eventually, it evolves into a friendship. Yeah, they, they fight again. Yeah, pretty sure in the second one. 
And then the, by the third one, they're like best friends. BFFs. And then Rocky Four. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> All right. Our second movie, 2000 Snatch, directed by Guy Ritchie. The crime comedy, would you call it a thriller? No. So just a crime comedy? Yeah. Um, has two intertwined plots. One dealing with the search for a stolen diamond. The other, a boxing promoter dealing with a ruthless gangster who will do anything to get his way. Yeah. Okay. So let's, what's I'm going to say about this? I love Guy Ritchie. He's like one of my favorites, like the gentleman, like I like him, but this movie, I don't feel like, I don't know why. I don't know if it was like the mood I was in or what. I had a really hard time with this one and I've seen it before, but I was, I was just struggling with this one. So anyways, the research I was doing, the guy, this guy was saying exactly that there's so many characters and it jumps like constantly that it is a bit chaotic which I don't mind chaotic if it makes sense I don't know sometimes I felt like it was like a bit it was a bit too much but in the end it all kind of comes together so you're like I I get it but I love Guy Ritchie I would never I don't want to ever diss him Guy if you're listening he's like yeah he makes great movies like they're always they're always like super entertaining and they're fun but just maybe this one was i don't know must have been my mood or something i think eventually because you say that we should go back and rank our favorite guy Ritchie movies yeah because i think there's 11 now since the gentleman yeah uh, oh and, oh it's okay i'll tell you in the next segment okay okay um it i did write down everyone feels like a main character yeah it that's the one good thing and and so a couple things I will say. Probably the camera work is maybe the best I've seen out of his movies. Like when they're just like taking a sip of water and the way they the way they edit it's very fast. Um, so that's super entertaining. I just found like the, the characters because there were t- kind of two story plots. They didn't really well. They kind of went together, but like kind of you know they kind of could be almost two separate movies or whatever. And then they were like intertwined a little bit, but. Um, uh, yeah, I said the camera work and the editing was incredible. It's fast paced. The boxing scene blew my mind. Like when he gets punched in his whole face, it's like in slow motion, exactly how your face would move if he got punched. And when like, you know, he was just getting beaten on and it just was, it was really, the boxing scene was really well done. And yeah. And so Brad Pitt is supposed to throw this fight, which Brad Pitt is, I mean, he needed subtitles. I, he, that's incredible. I was I just wrote accents as a whole because you have the Brad Pitt and then you have like the Jason Statham like yeah. the kind of Cockney accent yeah through in some American but at least that's his like that's the way he kind of talks Brad yeah. Pitt that was like nowhere nowhere, nowhere near what he talks first of all you didn't understand half of what he was saying and then he's Irish right yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah he it was so, he was so good at, Brad Pitt was so good I feel like he's so underrated um yeah so he's supposed to throw a fight. Um, and then he doesn't, and then the promoter is like in trouble, and then the diamond. Everybody wants the. Everybody's trying to find the diamond, and doesn't that like eighty five carats or something? Yeah, like it's huge. It's like it's bigger. It'd be like your fist. I don't know. It's even bigger than that. Like it was huge. Both my fists. Both your fists, but a diamond. <laughs> I don't know how to make yeah. a diamond with my hands. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of all I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know. Guy Ritchie movies are hard. They're like, there's so many moving parts. So I don't know unless you start the plot from beginning to end. It's a hard movie to kind of like, you know. Yeah. The, the edit, I also wrote about the editing. The opening scene where they introduce all the characters is good. It's so great. The first 10 minutes are awesome. It's edited so well together where every motion leads into the next character. Yeah. There's, there is a lot going on where there's a lot of like the screen flipping around and it's sometimes hard to follow, but it was, it's so entertaining though. Right. Yeah. Like it's worth it. I just think I was in the mood for maybe slower, not Guy Ritchie. (laughs) Uh, comedy perfectly placed. Like it is just, it is a crime comedy for a reason. Yeah. Like if it's not about crime, then we're we're being funny. Like right. that's, that that's our only those, two speeds. Yeah, that is it. No, for sure. Um, I wanted to just roll through a bunch of the nicknames because these yeah, these are great. Frankie Fourfingers, Benicio yes. del Toro. Yeah. Uh, Turkish, which mm-hmm. is Jason Statham. Yeah. Uh, cousin Avi, Bricktop. Bricktop. Yeah. Boris the Blade, 
Doug the Head, Bullet Tooth Tony, uh, Bad Boy Lincoln, The Russian, Mullet. Mm -hmm. These are just incredible names. Right? I love it. The imagination is incredible. Uh, I guess the dog. Like, the dog is such, like, a crucial part to this movie. And it just, like, so happens at the end that it becomes more important. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, to me, it's kind of mean. There was that one scene, though, where the guy hits the dog with the stick. and Yeah, there's a lot of, like, oh I feel God. like there's, like, two scenes where someone gets killed, and it's just because of, like, blind rage, and it's not directed at anyone. Right. But someone just gets killed. Just dead. There's a lot of a lot of death in this one. Yeah, that was pretty violent, but it doesn't really bother me. To me, this, this would top Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yes, I was thinking that I would agree with you in that it does top that. I guess, you know what it is? I think now that I've seen The Gentleman, it's hard. Like, for me, I just think it was, that was just such a well-done movie. Yeah, it's hard to compare that because it was just, like, the perfectly, it's almost like The Gentleman was the creation of Lockstock and Snatch. Right. Like, it's it's the love child. It is. And they, and it's beautifully done. Like, it's perfectly done. I actually, not to give too much away, but I actually almost considered The Gentleman on my top ten list. But I, it, to me, it's still a little new. So mm-hmm. I was like, it could make it there. But it, it, was, it was a consideration. Like, I have it on my, not even honorable mention, but I have another list. An honorable, honorable mention? Of newer movies that I would have considered. Well, there's only two, but The Gentleman is one of them because I just really love that one. And this is what I was going to say, but I'll say it now. They're making, Guy Ritchie is making The Gentleman into a TV series. He's in the process right now, pre-production. Interesting. Yeah. I think that could work as a show. I think it could work. It'd be a lot more development. I feel like it'd be like people always talk about Peaky Blinders. I feel like it could be something like that. Right. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because when I looked him up today, I was like, oh, look at that. That's why you always have to be looking people up. What project are they working on? What's going on? Or for you, you look up and see if someone's in a show for how many episodes. Yeah. But I will say sometimes that is a lie. I cannot say what show that is because I wouldn't want to ruin it for somebody. But there is a newer show that came out and they lied about how many episodes this person was going to be in. Lied. I know exactly what your show show you're talking about and that got spoiled for me. Really? At New Year's. Oh, yeah. I know we were talking about it and I was like, damn. And I like was and that's when a moment that I envy dad where he just doesn't listen to anything. I wish I wasn't listening. <laughs> right. It doesn't. Yeah. Anyways. I liars think, i think i think that's it for our top right. 100 movie challenge oh my god i'm so nervous this, this is it okay a way to start off 2022 our top ooh, 10 ooh. favorite movies of all time okay do you want to do your honorable honorable mention list well i'm just gonna say my i'm gonna say my yeah my newer two newer movies that i considered okay was the gentleman and old guard which i still need you to see the charlie Theron one yeah. um i considered them like, it was just one of those ones that I was like, that was a really good movie. Do I think it would be my all-time favorite? Not yet, but you never know. It's got time. time. Yes. Now, would you want to do your honorable mention? Sure. I can roll through. How many do you have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're such a cheater. I had to... Honestly, there could be a tenth. I'll just throw the tenth out there that it was the town. Oh, yeah. But that was the other day. I was just walking. I thought about that. I'm like, damn, that is a good movie. That is a good movie. Um. Okay. Spider-Man 2. Yes. After rewatching it, it just holds up as even with Spider-Man No Way Home. To me, it is still the best Spider-Man movie. Okay. Uh, Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Could be watching that this week. Yeah. And it's just, I I was, I had to watch it in high school, but then I just like enjoyed it so much that I would just watch it myself. Yeah. Uh, the Social Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Driver. Mm. Mostly just because of the music and the editing. The it's editing, just... except for the last 10 minutes or yeah, so. It gets ridiculous. It gets stupid, but it's so worth it up until then. This is going to this is gonna be a shocker. Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Get out. Doesn't doesn't make the top 10. Wow. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Again, it is... If this was a couple years ago, it probably would have been my favorite movie, but I feel like I've watched a lot of good movies that mm-hmm. I just couldn't get there. And for me, I, I had a lot of, I couldn't have like, but like it wasn't a limitation, but I just thought of like, I can't have like one director too much. Not that it, it's my favorite list, but I just knew I had to give credit where credit was due. Right, right. 
um, D2 Mighty Ducks, mm-hmm. Django Unchained, mm-hmm. and Miracle. Okay. Miracle couldn't even crack my top 10. That was... Wow. Mirac- I cannot wait to hear it because I'm going to tell you right now, two of those that you just said are on what I thought would be on your top 10. Probably Thor and Wolf of Wall Street. Well, I'm not saying anything, Jack. <laughs> uh, and Yeah, Mir- Miracle was 11. Wow. Like that was that was where the list really got tough. Wow, I don't know. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm gonna do my honorable mentions. And then you'll start with number ten. I'm not doing number ten. I'm just Kay. giving you a, a movie. Okay. My honorable mentions: The Dark Knight, Seven, mm-hmm. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, I have. I have, uh, sorry, we're not supposed to say. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Inglorious Bastards. Oh, it even hurts when I say it. It's a, it's impossible. Some of the movies oh. you have to like, even leaving off the honorable mention, like it's, there's a lot of good movies out there. Right? Like I'm like, oh, I want Inglorious Bastards on my top 10, but there's no room. There's only 10. Only 10 and not ranked. Not ranked. Just 10 movies that exist in the world. That's right. That's the way I want it to be. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You start. Okay. My number 10. Okay. Instant classic. Okay. Maybe not instant because it came out before I was born. But 1994's Pulp Fiction. Yes. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yes. I just will throw it out there. Not the only Tarantino mention on this list. I have Pulp Fiction as well. So I'm just going to say it now with yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm like, there's no point. I'll just say it now. I know there's a couple movies we do have the same. I know. I'm curious to I'm gonna know. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say two. Two. Okay. Because you may have already said one of them mm. in your honorable, honorable, honorable mentions. <laughs> one of those. Uh, yeah, it's the only thing that I would say takes away from it is the first time you watch it and you don't know where the where time is necessarily. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if anything can beat accidentally shooting a guy in the face. No. Or the Uma Thurman dance or the music in it and like everything. But I did struggle with, do I love Inglorious Bastards more than Pulp Fiction? Now, if I were in a Quentin Tarantino move, mood, my first pick would be Inglorious Bastards. I think it's, I love any, Christoph Waltz is amazing. I think the story is amazing. But overall, I think Pulp Fiction it came in a time like it was so it was so revolutionary like we'd never seen anything like it mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's paved the way for these other movies so and that's what the second tarantino movie i think after so, yeah. reservoir dogs right like that's that in terms of his career you could think of all the movies he's done the fact that this was second or one of the earlier ones yeah just kind of proves not that he would get better or worse but that it's definitely possible that that was his peak movie. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, you can go again because we just both said Pulp Fiction. Okay, my number nine Yeah, is 12 Angry Men. Okay. Movie we watched. We watched her this. I, yeah. Again, I watched that at school. And to me, it's just, it's impossible when you describe this movie that it's going to be good or you expect it to be good. 100%. It's 1957. It's one room or mm-hmm. maybe two rooms the entire movie. Yeah basically a continuous shot it's it's a play and it just works so well you don't know anybody's name and that doesn't matter to the story because it's all about discussing if this if this boy killed his father and you're putting plot hole you're you're punching holes whatever you're yeah into the stories and yeah it's oh he and it's oh he's guilty he's for sure guilty and then you just slowly learn about each character and you break down they get broken down of like why they think the way they do. Great. And it's, it's all about communication in that whole room. It's just listening and communication and understanding and stuff and not just walking into the room and being like, he's guilty, you know, like they really, especially the one guy like Henry Fonda who had to be like, well, can we just give it a minute? Like, can we just, can we just like talk about it? This is a young boy's life that we're just going to throw away. And everybody was voting guilty because they wanted to go home. They just wanted to go home because there was like some baseball game on or something. That was one one person was going to a baseball game. Okay. Okay. It got rained out luckily. Yeah. But yeah, the way, the way the characters work is just, it's seamless. Yeah. No, that's good. That's my number nine. Okay. My, um, in my top 10, I put the Polar Express because not just for a Christmas movie, but it's just for me, one of the best movies ever made. Like it, 
it brings me so much happiness to watch it. You know, I was thinking the other day when I was making this list, why I don't watch it. Like, why do I only wait till Christmas? But it kind of makes it special because my tradition is I wrap presents and I watch Polar Express. And that's the way I've always done, like have done it for quite a few years now. And it's kind of like if I started watching it more in the year, would that take away from that moment? So. Oh, I think it would. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with my plan. But Polar Express is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It's so visually stunning. And I just love it. I love the music. As soon as I hear it, I just like. It's, cr- it's Christmas magic. It is. I and, love Christmas magic. And Tom Hanks. Yeah. I love Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> My number eight. Okay. Is 2014's Christopher Nolan Interstellar. I put it Interstellar as well. It is just, again, yeah. when you talk about the directors, you see it, it built up when Christopher Nolan doing a story like this, he did like Memento where you're you're Mm -hmm. definitely confused and you get to this where you're definitely confused and there's a lot of extraterrestrial and it's futuristic, but it's not like ridiculous where it's like flying cars. Like it's, it's the future, but it's a possibly realistic future where the world could be ending. It is one of my favorite movies to ever watch. Like it's just, it's, it is confusing, but it does all come together the acting is so phenomenal. Like Matthew McConaughey in that one scene where he's like on the ship or whatever. And the whole concept of it, of just like them going to other planets or pl- yeah, planets, right. To see if there's life there. And so like visually like that one place where if they land, it's like a year of on earth or whatever. Like, so they know they can only be there for five minutes and the, the stakes of it all and the store, like it's just, yeah. I think it's just one of the best movies. A couple great, like, isn't Anne Hathaway? Yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway's in it. There's another A-plus list celebrity that makes an appearance in that movie, and it has a pretty significant role for a pretty small... For sure. I guess it's probably... I know people have probably seen it, but if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode that we did about it, and go back and watch that movie, because... It is just, yeah, visually just amazing. Casting too. Yeah. I great, freaking love her. Great casting because yeah. they go from. Timothy Chalamet is in it. Young, Little Tim Tims. Young Timmy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jessica Chastain from, I can't remember who the daughter was when she was younger, but. Oh, I think it was uh, Mackenzie Foy. She was in Twilight. Let's. Are you really on that? Thanks. Yeah. I know. Interstellar. Number Interstellar. Eight. I know. You and I, eh? Are you ready? Number seven. I'm ready for another one from my top. 10 favorite movies of all time i'm gonna go with goodfellas okay that i also have goodfellas yeah yeah look at us so not we, not at number no, seven no, okay. but yeah um so we've had three so far that might be it but that was probably it goodfellas was one of those movies that i saw and immediately loved i loved the story i love ray liotta um i love the energy of it especially that last 20 minutes the energy the chaos and just it's such a I don't know the mobster I was obsessed with mobster movies when I was like younger I just thought it was so cool I think although there might be a movie on my list that would be considered a mobster movie to me it is the best mobster movie yeah and it's amazing the three like the Ray Liotta Robert De Niro Joe Pesci like the friendship they have and even just you start with that opening monologue of like all my life all i know is i wanted to be a gangster yeah and even like their the two reaction the leota de niro reaction to the pretty big significant event in that Mm -hmm. movie is just so it's not over the top it's not overly angry they're upset they're a little upset at him for what happened to him yeah it is just it is top notch and like you said that final sequence of being on drugs and just helicopters and and like like running errands and that one girl (laughs) don't call from home don't use the house phone what does she do she picks up the phone and and a true story too yeah which always makes it more it just kind of makes it fun Mm -hmm. no goodfellas is a good one love the music in it so good uh number seven for you we may have previously mentioned this movie okay but it's quentin tarantino making a second appearance yeah and it's 2009's Inglorious Bastards nice. I just I know I, I couldn't it, it takes 20 minutes right. to get into the actual story and 
I just I want to go back and watch those 20 minutes and sit there and listen to Christoph Waltz talking to yeah. this farmer and he's With just like milk. all right yeah you're you're good to go and then obviously the that what happens yeah, happens yeah. R- Brad Pitt again someone who you could say is underrated he's so underrated I because think. of the amazing performance I think it's like off-screen stuff that throw people off well I think it's because he's a, you know a good-looking man um he, you know what well, I've said it before like he's not he's not who I like he wouldn't be a my top 10 of men but I I can appreciate that he is a good looking so I think people get stuck in that but if you really break down his his performances like he is amazing when he is in that movie and he's talking Italian it might be the best thing I've ever seen I think it's because once we got to that point it was over like that era like the snatch the fight club like that kind mm-hmm. of even going back to Thelma and Louise it felt like it was, oh, look at him. He's hot. Right. But I think Snatch is not the best example of that because he is really good in it. Right. But by the time we got to Inglorious Bastards, it was just, just look at him act. Just just watch him act. like. And yeah, he's talking about Nazis. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and then he's, he's like, I'm Italian. Yeah. It's His accent is perfect. The the group he has with them is amazing. Oh, yeah. It They're- is arguably the best movie villain ever and he's just so ominous but he's just like playful and it is that the first 20 minutes i don't know how i don't know how quentin tarantino does it but he stresses you out but you're still like like you're intrigued but you're kind of stressed like the way you know he's sitting there and he's like can i have a glass of milk and then later when he asks for that glass of milk and stuff with that girl like it's the way he ties things in and I don't know, it's just, he's in that bar scene and the, in that, like it's, I don't know, it's just all goodness. Now even, I'm sad I don't have it on my top 10. Even the ending, which you can call over the top, it's kind of, it's a Tarantino staple where. Yeah, you gotta we, do that. We build this story, like you can go through any Tarantino movie uh, and it's, we're gonna build these characters, we're gonna build this slowly and once it pops off, it pops off crazy. Yeah, then we go crazy. Like, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, not one of my favorite Tarantino movies, but it follows that formula perfectly. 100%. Where it's like nothing happens for 99.7% of the movie. Yeah. And then the final 15, 20 minutes are, all right, chaos. Chaos. And burning people. Yeah, and yeah. The Mansons. That is crazy. So, yeah, number seven, The Nazis and Inglorious Bastards. Aww. I wish it was on my list. Okay. Um, another one on my top 10 would be Shawshank Redemption. So I just think it was just one of those movies that the friendship of, you know, it's it's all in a jail, prison, whatever you want to call. And it's Morgan Freeman and, oh my God, I just drew a blank. Tim, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. And Tim Robbins was accused of killing his wife and they become friends and it's just kind of their life in the j- in the prison and just I don't know the ending is incredible. I love the ending. It's just it's so sweet and it just feels like a nice warm hug. <laughs> For being about jail. Jail. Yes. So, Shawshank. And, Andy Dufresne. I know. I have to crawl through a bunch, bunch of shit. shit. Um, I guess it's my number 5 cuz my number 6 is Goodfellas. My number 5 Toy Story. Yes. I when I because I did share this list with a couple of people, they were surprised that Toy Story was this low. Yeah, I was gonna say. And I think I figured it'd be one or two or two maybe. It is know. the childhood classic, mm-hmm. and it's definitely aged well. It's got some good inappropriate humor for children. Yep. It's still still funny as an adult, and it's a movie I've watched. I can't even count how many times. No, I can't even count how many times <laughs> I've seen it, for sure. That VHS, man, popping that baby in and rewinding. Hitting on repeat. Right? I know. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine? Yeah. Another one on my list I have is Breakfast Club. There's a few of these that I didn't put. I don't even know how many I've gotten right. I had 12 guesses, and I think I've gotten maybe one or two right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's okay. You can tell me after. But Breakfast Club is... It is that, you know, you're in high school and a John Hughes movie. Like, it is, it's perfection. All the characters, they all have this significant role, and they're all so different. They represent, you know, a different kind of area in your teenage world. Either you're popular, you're a jock, you're the loner, you're the geek, you're the 
whatever Judd Nelson, whatever you want to go, like a criminal. <laughs> right? Yeah. He doesn't really have a role. The bad boy. The bad boy. He's the bad boy. And I just, you go, I mean, they're all, they're in, um, oh my gosh. I, I'm like, the they're, in, they're in attendance. They're in um, detention. Detention for the day. So this movie just takes place in one day. And it's just kind of like, you just go through the day with them and. It's just got, I don't know, it's just a good one. It's also got some underrated depth of, like, when they break mm-hmm. down, like, they kind of, because they're forced to be together, they actually have to talk when normally they wouldn't give each other the time God, of no. day. Yeah. And even, like, the popular girl has issues, too. Like And the you, jock. Yeah. Like, you can't just be, you know, because, because you're popular, you have no problems. And that's not fair. Like, everybody's got stuff. And so I think they all realize that and they... I don't know. They form a little bonds. Like even just in a day, they're so bonded by the end. Right. Mm-hmm. It's good. Don't you forget about me. So that was number five. That was on my list. That was on your list. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my number four into the top five, or I guess well into the top five. Yeah. Is the empire strikes back. Oh yes. Oh my God. Sorry. I did not put any star Wars. That is crazy. I didn't even think of that. A lot of people before when I was younger, I used to be return of the Jedi. Yeah, Cause that was the say. last one. That I love return of the Jedi. It is great, but the empire strikes back. And I think it's going to come up with my number three movie as well is it doesn't always have to be the finale. That's the best movie. Right. And the empire strikes back. You start off in the snow and, mm-hmm. and then eventually what are those things what are those called the walkie things well there's two so the there's one with two legs that, no the four leg one that's an at at oh my goodness easy and then the other one is atst oh so okay the two two and yeah the development of luke skywalker obviously the yoda thing happens and you get the communication through the force and obviously not only i would still I don't even know if I put him as my greatest villain ever, but like Darth Vader is just so amazing. Is that where we get that line? Or yeah. is that? Yeah. No, that's that so. one. The, and that line is, I would say the greatest reveal in cinematic history. Right. Cause now once you do that, now every, now we know that trick. So like it, if it comes up in other movies, everyone's like, nah, I don't know. But that was like, it never been done before like that. And it just, it changed like, I can't imagine what it would have been like. Like, I remember waiting a year between mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. I couldn't Im- imagine the three years in between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. Because it just changes what the franchise is. Yeah. It changes what everyone's motivations are. You know. It's good. I can't believe I didn't think of Star Wars. Well, maybe I'm dead, though. <laughs> um, Number four. My Another one on my list I put is Lost in Translation. Yeah, Bill Murray, like Scarlett Johansson, they're in Japan. Are they in Japan? Oh, my God. Yes, they're in Japan. Whoa, I just had like a something. Um, so they're in Japan, and they strike up this friendship, and it's just one of those movies that makes me happy. I don't know. I love their friendship. I love, I love everything about this movie. I just love it. I don't even know how to describe it. I just, I love when it's, when I get to watch it, and yeah good so she's like Scarlett Johansson's like the newlywed and her husband's off working and Bill Murray's just their business I think and then they they go out one t- one night and it's not even like sexual like and that's what I liked about it too it's just kind of a friendship thing like it was just like they were both kind of lonely and they just kind of leaned on one another and then when they say goodbye at the end and then he whispers something in her ear and everyone's like what did he say and they will never say because it was private that's amazing that it has evolved to like the outside world. Yeah, and they say like um, Sofia Coppola, who is the director writer of it, she said like I had no idea that it was going to cause this much. Like, oh, was, like does she know? I think she knows. See, I thought it was just something between the two of them. I think she does know. Maybe not though, because I think it's just like we don't need to know that. No, it's we don't. Them. It's a it's a movie mystery that doesn't need to be a mystery because it's. It's clearly something when you work with someone that closely mm-hmm. for a few months, you get really close. And clearly it's something that was parting words that really meant a lot to the both of them. Yeah. And it would kind of be intrusive for us to know. It would be. It would, might take it away. It takes away kind of the magic and the, the love of them. So so that is another one on my list. <laughs> I love that I'm trying to like bully you into. I know and them. I won't do it. My number three. Okay. Is Avengers Infinity War. Mm hmm. 
mm-hmm. again, the, again, I, I said it would be my number three, that it doesn't have to be the finale that's the best. Right. It it just came at a perfect, like, nostalgic time of, like, not, well, it's nostalgic now, but, like, the way this movie just, like, brings all these characters together, and it's just like, oh, yeah, here's Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy, here's Hulk back on Earth with Doctor Strange, and we have the Wakanda battle scene and here comes Thor's return. Like it was just every character that interacts with each other. Like it just works so perfectly. Can you talk about how you felt at the end of infinity war? Um, I think you were devastated. I'm just going to say, um, I mean, or just, I like, was in shock. What? I started laughing. I'm going to be honest. Cause I was uncomfortable and like, that's okay though do you mean like when i first saw it yeah oh no i started laughing yeah because i was like oh like they actually did it right they did what the like, impossible did was kn- did you know that was like was that a rumor or you no. had no idea no idea mm. that made it that was the best part of it it was just like the only thing that kind of made it difficult is pretty soon after the movie we started having the well like aren't they signed on for another movie right that kind of conversation that kind of stuff does ruin things and now we get so many spoilers with everything now with like tv movies everything of just like oh guess who's in this movie and guess who's on how many episodes they're on the like everything is at our fingertips now and it does take away that magic right because you knew there was going to be more people or another movie we did well even before that they they said there was an infinity war part one and part two right so right. we knew there was another movie it was just how were they gonna do it yeah people in the theater must have been pissed because they some people were probably i would have been crying if i had seen that in live yeah that would have been i would have been crying for sure oh, but i cry pretty easily so. i definitely cried like when when it happens like when the big thing happens yeah definitely some tears because they have some pretty pretty devastating moments yeah. and it's the little ones too where it's just like oh hey and then there, someone's just gone yeah yeah top top notch movie and could watch it i think i could watch it like once a week and still and still be good yeah like it just there's no part of like i know everyone would probably look at it and be like oh there's a plot hole here plot hole there oh, but God. to me it's just like just sit back and enjoy it. This isn't supposed to be some cinematic masterpiece. That's why it's our favorite movies. Not yeah. this is the greatest movie. Right. Exactly. It's just it just hits the spot every time. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm gonna say another one on my list, which we just recently watched, was Goodwill Hunting. So yeah, I just we've already talked about it, so I don't have to talk about it again. And then I made Lisa rewatch it. Well, she wanted to because I talked about it so highly. And it's just a good movie. Like, it's just, it's exactly what you want in a movie. It makes you feel good. It makes you think. It makes you, takes you on a journey. It's Gets you a little emotional. Oh, boy. That park bench scene. I don't know. Just rips my heart out every time. Because everyone talks about the, it's not your fault. Which no, definitely yeah. not a not a bad scene. No. But that's kind of just like the outburst scene. That's the breakthrough scene. Yeah, that's where we've, we've the climax of the movie of just like hey that's what we want to start healing or whatever right but that park bench scene because the way it was delivered by um the late robin williams is it's just so well done and and i don't think matt damon says one word and he just yeah he just talks and he's just got a i love the way he starts it with i thought about what you said and then I had a glass of whiskey or whatever and i haven't thought about you since and then he goes into his big speech and it was just good. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Even to me, my favorite scene is probably when they're talking about the baseball game that he yeah. skipped to be with his wife, yeah. which is such like a heartfelt story. But then they're going through the scene of the baseball and they do a good job of like, they're talking about something and then they'll show it. And they like, like up and their action and they're like, and then he hit the ball. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe you're there. No, I didn't go. He's like, what? I gave, I gave up my ticket. Well, I met a girl. And he was just like, you're crazy. Right. But yeah. Made the right choice. And and this is the movie that brought us Ben and Matt. Like, I mean, what a what a story is similar to Sylvester Stallone, where they weren't, you know, they were had these small little roles in these movies like School Ties and whatever, but they weren't getting what they wanted, so they created it themselves. I love it, and then they won an Oscar, and I'll never forget when they won an Oscar because it was, you know, normally somebody who wins for best best original screenplay isn't everyone knows who they are or whatever, but we'd heard so much about these boys. And then all of a sudden they're on the stage and they're jumping up and down and you feel it in their, in your soul, just like how excited they are. And just, they did it. Right. 
There's just some real good energy. I know. So good. And it gave us them, which is a gift to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So that was number three. My number two. <laughs> my number two is The Dark Knight. You the mentioned Knight. it. And yeah. your honorable mention, the greatest comic book movie ever. Yeah. The the Christian Bale performance is right, right there. Morgan Freeman. I was about to say Alfonso Kane. Um, Michael Kane playing Alfred. And Heath Ledger, again, you throw Darth Vader, you throw Christoph Waltz's character from the Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. that I can't think of his name right now, but, and then you have Heath Ledger's Joker, which yeah. anyone that tries to do the Joker again, Joaquin Phoenix did a great job, but it's just It was never, different though. Yeah. It was just like a different was, buzz. That's it all. Was f- his was funnier. Like Joaquin right. Phoenix's was funnier, but just the little like motions where mm-hmm. he's just like standing there and he's like licking his lips and it's just like doing it over and over again and you're like wow this guy is creepy and like maniacal and mm-hmm. he's not just some dumb character he gives batman that ultimatum and he gives the people like the boat the conundrum of the boat of you can either blow up this boat or mm-hmm. you both blow up yeah or what I, i'm pretty sure that's what it was yeah it was they each they each had they each had the there's two boats, one with criminals and one with just like everyday people. And they both had the switch to blow up the other boat. And I love it because the criminal guy is the one that grabs it. And he's like, we, we all know what we have to do, right? Because he said, either you blow them up or you're all blowing up. And he just grabs it. And he's like, no, throws it out the window. Like, no, we're not blowing people up. And this is the criminal. And I think he was, that was a huge moment for the Joker where he was like, uh, what? Like there is some there good is in humanity. humanity. Yeah, that's I know it was a tough one for me to not put on my list, and especially for me that I'm like such a big Marvel person, and it's just you can't you can't especially because it's the middle of a trilogy. Like you had Batman begins to learn the character, so at this point you're jumping in. It's like okay, what are we doing now? Yeah, like yeah. It, it does have that advantage. Yeah, for sure. To some other movies. Yeah, for sure. All right, your number two. So another one on my list is Garden State. Yes, I knew. I know you're going to get my next two, and that's fine. Um, Garden State. It's uh, Zach Braff. Uh, it's Natalie Portman. And it's just about a story about he's like this struggling actor who has to go home because his mother has passed away. And it's just kind of their story. And you get to meet like these really in- interesting characters. And there's so many subtle, funny moments. It's maybe the best soundtrack. I would say might... The next one I'm going to say, those are my two most favorite soundtracks. Ooh, soundtracks. Yeah. I just, yeah, Garden State is is just one of those ones that I can just pop that baby on anytime, and I will be happy. Go ahead, Jack. My number one movie, and this shouldn't be a surprise if people have listened to no. us talk about this before. I know what it is. My number one movie is Marry Me. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Stop. Owen Wilson. It's she's she's not Jennifer Lopez. You haven't even seen it yet. That I just already know. You already know in I your know heart. I know it's my favorite movie. Yeah. No, in all in all seriousness, my favorite movie, 2007, Martin Scorsese, The Departed. The Departed. It is uh, outside of Jack Nicholson's accent. Everybody is great in that movie. Jack Nicholson himself is great, and it's just it's a movie that almost feels Tarantino-y, where it's just yeah. kind of like. It's not is some shock factors. Yes. Yes. Especially you just get to the final elevator and you're like, okay, and boom, 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 boom. What happened? Okay, everybody's dead. We don't have any characters left. The story's over and everybody go home. Yeah. No, it's pretty crazy because you're not expecting. And that's what I like. I like the unexpected because because I watch so much. Usually it's it's just like a a path you know okay i've seen this movie this is the setup this is this and that movie surprises you and it's you can you can stop me when you're interested in this movie leonardo dicaprio matt damon mm-hmm. jack nicholson like, uh, right like uh, martin sheen mark Wahlberg, alec baldwin um i'm sure i, I could keep going cast. vera farmiga yeah her accent's really bad too but it is, yeah, it is bad. But it's more of just like they should just get a coach, because like obviously Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg are from Boston, so theirs is going to be really good. But like Leo's is right there. Yeah, yeah. Like but he's, he's not Leo, right? Yeah. Like he's not. So how many of those have Leo in it on your list? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's just. I think it's just, just that a, one. Oh, I thought you. Oh yeah. But then I'm thinking Django Unchained. You're also with your honorable mentions. Yeah. It's Django Unchained and 
No. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, so my last movie, Shocker. 2000. Almost famous. Because it's about music in the 70s, and it's hippie, and it's about a band and the band-aids that follow them around, and it's the best movie. What's the song they sing in the bus that like gets everyone together? Tiny Dancer. I was thinking, I was trying to think which Elton John song. Yeah. It's Elton John, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because they're all fighting. They all this like they were all fighting because Russell, played by Billy Crudup, brilliantly by the way, he's kind of he's the he's not the lead singer, but somehow he's the main guy of the band. Like everybody loves Russell and stuff, and so everybody he goes off to this party and which is a great scene, and then they they come and pick him up on the bus, and no one's talking, and everybody's mad, and then the song comes on, and then slowly each one starts jumping in to sing and, uh, and it I don't brings know. everyone together tiny dancer i don't know how you wouldn't be able to sing that, right but it was a camaraderie I song know. i know so those are my movies how many did you get right jack okay do you want me to just say all of all of what yeah, i guess yeah uh so i did guess almost famous i did guess captain america winter soldier I, I debated it i would say again it's like one of my favorite movies to put on but i don't know if i'd put it on my like all-time favorite list i don't know uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Garden State, Juno. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Little Miss Sunshine, which you said in your honorable. I put 13 going on 30. <laughs> Why? I that's just thought you so really... funny. Uh, easy A. So I did have that originally in my honorable mention, but I did take it off. When I had a different list, I, I did take it off my honorable mention. But uh, And Dirty Dancing. Oh, nice. Those are all of them? Yeah. Again, the Breakfast Club. I thought that you one. had like fifteen. I said uh, twelve. Oh, twelve. Okay. Um. So, how many did you get right then? You can count the ones from my honorable mention too. Okay. I think. Oh wait, sorry. I don't think I actually. I no. did not read all. of them. I know. I was like, dude, that was like four. <laughs> uh, Goodfellas, Goodwill Hunting. I put the Usual Suspects. I I did have that on my honorable mention. I took it off, but. And How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I debated that one too. I would say that's my favorite, like, romantic comedy, but I don't know if I would put it in my all-time favorite. Again, right? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, like, you can, it can change. Like, like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or Easy A, I would pop those in no problem. But are they, like, my favorite? Favorite? I don't know. It's a hard one for me. Okay, for you, I put The Departed. Yeah. Toy Story. Yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. I put Thor Ragnarok. Honorable mention. Okay. So. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Honorable mention. Pulp Fiction. Honorable mention. 12 Angry Men. Wow. Yeah. I knew you'd say that one. Dark Knight. Number two. And I put Shawshank and you didn't even say that one. Yeah, no. I, um, one, I mean, two, that's three, pretty good. Four, five, six, seven. I got eight. Eight and I got five. <gasps> it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we do. We do know each other. We do. Uh, yeah. I know. The Breakfast Club, that one is going to haunt me. I should have known that. Yeah. I should have known that you were going to put that. What about Lost in Translation? Uh, I just didn't think of it. Mm. But I know you do love it. I do love it. Have you seen it, Would you say, like, yeah. Would you say it's, like, your fourth favorite movie? Stop it. All right. Let's pick our... Oh, no, wait. Before we go. Okay. I watched... I don't think we were going to go. We're going to go. I watched a movie called Coda. And um, it is on Apple TV, and it is nominated for a Golden Globe, which is a total mess anyway, so I don't even think they're airing it. But And CODA, I didn't know what it stood for, so I was like, why is this movie called CODA? But CODA is an acronym for Child of Deaf Adults. It is one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. I was bawling my eyes out. I don't know. It just really, the kid that, like the girl in it, so she is a... Uh, 17 year old and she is the only one in her household that can hear and so she has a lot of pressure put on her for her family is they're fishermen that's how they make their money and so she goes on the boat with them and then she has to help she has to be there to sign to get money like she and she has a lot put on her but this kid is like what a breakout star this kid is incredible her name is Amelia Jones okay so first of all she's playing a Massachusetts like an American she's not she's from England she had to learn sign language which will blow your mind because she does it with such like it looks like it's so natural and when she's even if she's mad or upset the way she signs like you can feel it and she's not saying anything like she's just signing when you and you just feel what she's feeling like she 
there's just and she's a singer so the thing is is she wants to be a singer and um her family they need her and she wants to go like she wants to have a life but she loves her family too like she really she's a seven-year-old she's struggling with that right anyways one of the most beautiful movies I've seen in a really long time. I highly, highly recommend it for people. I will put it on my list for you to watch. Okay. Because we, we only have like a couple weeks left. I know. And then we're going to have to start doing doing some. Let's really shake it up there. I know. I'm going to shake up the nine little pieces of paper. And I pick number 22. Ooh. Oh, we're going to get sad. Oh, the Green Mile. Okay. He died, eh? Uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. Oh, uh, no. It's going to make that movie even sadder. I have 83. 83 Monsters, Inc. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, kind of balances it out. Palette cleanser. Yeah. So now we're really down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven movies oh, left. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was nine. So, yeah, that sounds about right, though. So, one of, I guess, one of the weeks we'll have to just do one perfect or three yeah <laughs> we'll see what it is yeah we you might, never know maybe, maybe we'll be like bring it on because we're in lockdown so we got nothing else to do yeah. well you do start school next week so i do enjoy last few days of vacation yeah that's right okay okay you're just that's it yeah so i just stop recording now no <laughs> case you got anything else i got nothing else all right and besides that we'll see you next time bye